it's just those moments of realization of like every single thing that we get to do every time we get to go see our family, our friends, it is a blessing. Not having that this year, it, it was that realization of, wow, I have always taken this for granted. Thanks for listening to another episode of If That Makes Sense, the Family Life original podcast for what life is really like as a Christian in your 20s. My name's Tim, and I work in Family Life's radio production department. I'm Mary, and I work with Tim in the radio production department. This is Robbie. I work for Family Life's performing arts department. And I'm Lindsay, and I'm in public relations. It's 2021. And it still feels like 2020 sometimes. Yep, yep. Perspective is hopefully what we can get out of a conversation that we're having together today. I've been reminded as I've listened back over some of our earlier podcasts, Mm -hmm. we did two episodes Mm -hmm. last spring-ish time where we were talking about connecting through technology during this crazy time. And everything was new for us back then. He's like, aww. <laughs> we <were> so <laughs> naive. <laughs> we thought we knew everything. Those early pandemic thoughts. And then we had a, now it seems anachronistically, we Whoa. can look back and say. What's that definition? Ooh, anachronistic. I probably didn't use it right. But it means something that is out of order with respect to time. Whoa. So. We had an episode titled Lessons from the Pandemic, right? Uh-huh. which kind of, I mean, even though we wouldn't have said it was over, from kind of implies like, well, guys, what an experience this was. Right, what right. did we learn? <laughs> like, well, b- better, better yet, you would do well to say, what are we learning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot of negative ways we could reflect on the last year, but who needs that, honestly? I'm way more interested in us sharing with each other what you saw in the last year that encouraged you the most. Mm-hmm. So we had a wave of corona come through our workplace, which really yeah. threw things out of whack. Yeah. And it went from being something over in China to right here. And throughout the first wave, when things were shut down, it was like, oh, no, what do we do? How do we do this? Okay, we'll work from home for a little bit, but then we'll come back. And we sort of did come back. But then around Christmas time, the plug was pulled a second time. Right. And I had a much harder time with it than I thought I was going to, Mm -hmm. because I kind of thought we were out of the woods. At least, you know, we're back to work and, you know, we're wearing the masks and we're staying apart and we're not having events like we would like to, but we at least are back and we're seeing each other. And well, then when Christmas came and it was kind of a second shutdown. And at first I was thinking, man, I I had it already. I'm immune. I shouldn't have to stay home. This seems silly. Wine, wine, wine. Complain, complain, complain. And I had to stop myself because at that point I had just moved into my new house, which listening to some of the previous episodes, <laughs> I right. was looking for one. The subtitle it, of this podcast is yeah. Robbie Searches <laughs> for a House. Exactly. <laughs> but it took almost a year to get into it, get into the, the home. And and I had to stop myself and realize, wait a minute, 
for me personally, this is kind of a blessing because there aren't many, many things going on that gives me a lot more time in my brand new space to mm-hmm. get the boxes unpacked and get the furniture that I need and even be able to have a couple of people over for, you know, dinner and tea and in an environment that's like, well, we're not busy, so let's just relax. And so I think that for me was one thing. At first I was really cranky and complaining and then realizing, you know, how could I switch and say, but look what that gives me the opportunity to have the time Right. Perspective shift, again, being one of the great blessings that trial often gives us in life. It forces us to see things from another perspective. Mm -hmm. Lindsay, what about for you? What have you seen in the last year since last March that has encouraged you the most? You know, it was funny when I read the questions about how has 2020 versus 2021 now changed and, you know, how do you feel about it? My first instinct was like, oh, it's dunk. (laughs) But kind of like you said, there have been a lot of perspective changes. Like we, I feel like for a lot of people, we have finally realized just how much we were taking for granted. Right. Um, You know, I know as a kid, it was always like, oh, it's Sunday. We have to go to church. (laughs) You know, there was a lot of that silly stuff that we just took for granted. And, you know, for such a long period, not being able to go to church, You know, it's just those moments of realization of like every single thing that we get to do and every time we get to go see our family, our friends, Mm -hmm. it is a blessing. And that's just something that I learned and I had a perspective change from. We are very family oriented. We have a huge family. We would always gather for the holidays and not having that this year, Mm. (laughs) it definitely stunk. But it, it was that realization of, wow, like I have always taken this for granted. So that was a huge thing for me. Yeah. Mary, yourself, what about you? Yeah, so it's really funny. Well, I don't know if funny is the right word, but when everyone's complaining about how awful 2020 was, for me, yes, it was not the best year ever for sure, but I actually had a pretty great year. <laughs> I mean, obviously, considering all of the inconveniences that Corona brought to my life, but I moved into a really great apartment where I can have a dog. And that's like, yes, yes. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, I bought a car. Lots of exciting things happened in my life, which was interesting because everyone's like, oh, 2020 was like the worst year ever. And I'm kind of thinking like, I mean, yeah, but... It it was pretty good for me, actually. (laughs) I feel kind of bad about that, but I shouldn't because it's not a bad thing to have a good year. If it sounds like we're talking at the beginning of a new year, this kind of feels almost like a New Year's episode. We already did that. Well, it's because it's been a year. Can we all just agree that 2020 started in March, not January of yeah, last year? Definitely. Like, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. In the year of 2020, that year started in March. So the second thing we're looking at is we've seen where we've come in the past 365-ish days since last March when this whole thing hit the U.S. Looking forward, what do you see around you or inside of you that you have hope will change? So 
you know, when I look at everything as a whole that has happened this last year, I really hope that as a country, we change. I feel like Americans <laughs> kind of are known for being easily inconvenienced, you know, <laughs> like, oh, I couldn't get my Starbucks today. Or, you know, we're just, <laughs> we live a very good lifestyle. And mm -hmm. I just hope that after this, we've, we've kind of come to this realization of just how blessed we are. I know I'm kind of going off the first thing that I said, but I, I really am hoping that that is a huge mindset that we as a country can make going forward. And That's if really they're good. And if there, yeah, if there's, if there's anything that 2020 showed us that was ugly, it, it was, it, those were the, the big things, the national things, the group things that we saw happening yeah. on so many sides of the spectrum that were not the best side right. of ourselves as a country, right. and sometimes as a church within that. And I'll just share what I have hope will change. Well, I hope it's not mine. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> slightly different. Because, yeah, we've seen things as a country that, wow, we, we want to change. We want to, um, like you just said, Lindsay, uh, un understand how much we have and how, how good we have it. But looking at the church's response in the last year, and I'm using the church to mean just Christians in general, uh, uh, you know, whether they're in your personal life or what you see on the news, it wasn't our best showing always. And we can probably say that for any time that there's a conflict of, of any sort. What I'm about to say here, I apologize in advance for, for how much it'll sound like a high school motivational speaker pep rally rhyme. But I want to see, <laughs> I want to see less of the vocal church and more of the local church making a difference Ooh, wow. going Put forward. On a poster. Can we less vocal, more local <laughs> t-shirts will be coming out shortly. Order yours today. <laughs> what do I mean by that? That cheesy rhyme. Have we not all in the past year seen or heard, I should say loud voices on, on every side of, of, everything that's happened in the past year that haven't always been constructive. Like it's, that's not to say that certain people with platforms shouldn't use them. They should. They're there for a reason. God gives people platforms for a reason. And I'm not speaking against that. But as we often come back to on this show, you know, using your Facebook to just rant about something or being known for how much you're against something Again, there's, there can be a place for that. But have we not all seen an ugly side of that and a side of that when expressed by the church that just makes us feel like, oh, I don't want people thinking that that's what I'm about because I'm a Christian. So I'm not going to get specific with any examples here because, well, you can take it and apply it in as many different ways as you want. But why do I contrast vocal with local? Because I think where hope can come from and what I have hope to make a change in our country and in people's lives in the year to come and the years to come are in the individual Christians that people know, lost people, curious people, maybe people that have a chip on their shoulder because they think they know what the church is about. Well, what can make a difference in their life? Not the vocal church on social media, not the vocal church that they might see in the news or in politics. The difference in their life is going to come from the local Christians they know who, who, who challenge their preconceived notions, mm -hmm. make them feel something along the lines of, I thought I knew what Christians were about, but 
you're treating me like this. Mm. And I thought you viewed people like me who aren't in your church in this way and in this way. And being able to challenge those expectations and show them the love of Christ is for them too. The church is open to them too. And God wants to change their lives. So I've seen some of that. That's my answer to the, the first question. That's been the most encouraging thing to me in the last year is I, I have seen some of that happening and praise God for that. That's awesome. And I have hoped to see more of that going forward. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and and I know, you know, cheesy little rhymes may be easy to poke fun at, but I think they're there for a reason because they <laughs> they, they cause us to stop and think about those those that, you know, WWJD, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It makes you stop and think about it. So I was going to sort of tag off of what both of you were saying in that, yeah, it's really easy to take all these good things for granted and be like, oh, didn't get my Starbucks. And it's really easy to rant and rant and be like, but what what, what should we actually be doing instead of just complain, complain? And I don't want to get super political, but a lot of political things happened in our country that people – didn't didn't agree with, weren't happy with. And I think it's really easy for, I guess would say Christians in particular, to view America as our home, mm. and it's not. Mm. And to view freedom as the most important thing, controversially, it's not. Like, it's a gift. It's a good, wonderful, beautiful gift. But it was that was never promised to us in the bible the structure of our country yep it's unique but it was never promised to last forever and ever i think a lot of christians are just losing their minds and they're like oh no we are losing the most important thing i guess what i would say is i want our country i want us as christians to put our hope Really in Jesus, not our country or our leaders that got elected or didn't get elected. And I was in a small group the other day and one of the members was like, you know what? I'm really glad the election went the way it did. I was like, oh, why is that? You know, and obviously this is his opinion, but he's like, well, now I have nobody to hope in but Jesus because <laughs> obviously, you know, he didn't didn't particularly care for the candidate that was chosen. The Good only, thing to remember going forward, whoever is right, in that office. The only person I have left to trust is Jesus. But that's true. That should be true all the time. Bingo. But sometimes we we sometimes elevate this person and be like, yep, Jesus is in charge. And boy, he knew what he was doing when he put this person in charge, not this person. <laughs> but, but when a leader is chosen that we don't particularly agree with, are we still going to say God chose that person? Are we still going to pray for that person? Or are we just going to worry about what's happening? Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about those things or whatever. I just, I would love to see the church have the realization that this isn't home. Yeah. Heaven is home. So, yeah. I love the things that this podcast consistently comes back to because in my opinion, it just shows me that it's what's really on our hearts. That gets brought up a lot, that this isn't our home, heaven is our home. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that's that should be the case 
wherever your hope is, uh, left or right, your hope shouldn't be either of those. It's 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 straight up to the Lord. <laughs> so I, I love that. And I love hearing the things that we consistently come back to. It's encouraging to me just to think, I get to talk to these wonderful people who have heaven as their hope and heaven as their home. Praise God for that. That's awesome. Uh, Mary, what would you share about what you have hope to see change? Well, everybody, I think, has kind of touched on it a little bit. One of the things that discouraged me a lot in 2020 was just how angry people could be mm-hmm. and how oblivious to other people people can be. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping that because it was so bad last year, it's become obvious to more people and that hopefully people will start to realize that humans that are on the other side of the computer screen have feelings too. Mm. <laughs> I'm just hoping to see sort of the pendulum swing from being angry all the time and arguing with people even if you're not even talking about the same thing. <laughs> and then um, I would really love it to swing to the other side and see people supporting each other and not just immediately being offended by something that probably didn't have anything to do with you in the first place. I think that a good way to kind of tie everything together is that, you know, it's funny because we were like, we're not going to get into politics, but it's so hard (laughs) not to. Um, But I think the, the best way to tie everything together here, I think, is that, you know, God puts people in place for leadership. You know, they can be good, they can be bad, but ultimately God is con in control. He knows what he's doing. And we, we have to trust that even though visually we may not see how it's working or what good can come from it. Things, things are meant to happen for a reason. And we just have to trust that it's his will, you know, and, and a lot of people have had this mentality of, well, maybe if I'm very vocal online or whatever, you know, I can make a difference, but I think that the perspective has been wrong and that we shouldn't be trying to change what's going on in the White House. I'm not suggesting not to vote, by the way. (laughs) That's not what I'm trying to say. But what I am trying to say is where we can make the absolute most difference is at home and the way that we're carrying ourselves to others. The third thing we're looking at today, third question here, A question that comes at our conversation from a little different angle. I'd like to ask each of us, what made sense to you today? It really made sense to me what Lindsay was saying. One of the first things that she said and how we in this comfy, cozy culture get used to a certain pattern of things and oh no, I can't get my Starbucks or whatever. And those things bug us. The the concept of being more grateful and not taking things for granted. And we're not promised all of these great, happy, wonderful things. So when we do get to participate in them and drink that coffee, drink that tea, see that person, hang out with that friend, whatever, that is a, it's a beautiful gift. It's not a right. It's a gift and a privilege. So what made sense for me was inspired by something you said, Mary, that 
yeah, it was a tough year, but you know, I personally actually had a really good year is what you said. I would agree with that in the sense that, okay, yeah, a lot of things happened around us and there were a lot of stresses and worries in my own life because Mm -hmm. of the kind of year that we went through. But personally, I have so many highlights to look back on. And I I know, I, I know for a lot of people, even that I know personally, that is not the case. And I'm not trying to say anything to the contrary in those instances. But look at your own life and how many, how many shining moments, how many highlights were there? And I've heard a number of people say the same thing as, as you, Mary, saying, hey, wait a second. I just got caught up in this whole thing everybody else was saying, but my own personal 2020 was actually pretty good. I got to spend more time with my family. We got to do this thing. We did this. We didn't get to do all these other things we were used to. So that's my challenge for myself is to not remember this year as the headlines. Those are real things. Where still were those highlights in the year? Right. So that's something that kind of made a little bit more sense for me today. Well, and misery loves company. So if everyone around you is like, meh, 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 it's easy to just be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So I want to tie into a little bit of what Tim said about how everybody's had a different perspective this year. Everybody's had a different experience. But I think something that most everybody can um, kind of align with is that everybody has probably been brought back to their roots on Mm -hmm. some level, um, living a little bit more simply, maybe. Um, You know, a lot of people working from home and and, and, you know, it ties back again with just taking these other elegant things that we may not really need. But I do feel like everybody's kind of come back to their roots, maybe gotten grounded a little bit in some way or another, hopefully, from this experience. Absolutely. Makes you ask what you really need, what's really important to you, what are the essential things. <laughs> that was a word we heard a lot. Hot button word. Yeah, I love that, Lindsay. That's that's an excellent point. Asking ourselves, well, what can we not do without? And what what are we going to make a space for when we can't have a space for everything anymore? That's great. How about you, Mary? Yeah, so I was actually going to say what Robbie said that made sense to me, which is what Lindsay said. <laughs> All oh of the things. Um, <laughs> um, just about how changing the perspective of our lives over 2020 and just realizing what is actually important to us, family, friends, relationships, that's kind of the the big thing that at least I've taken away from the last year are, are really important things to me. Um, but also I wanted to say, and I had written this down for actually the first question, but I was like, oh, I'll just save it for later. And I'm glad I did because mm. both Tim and Robbie sort of talked about this and it's that we see our our blessings and they're so they're so easy to let go and we see our trials and we just hold on to them forever. And when I was preparing for this, I was thinking about something that pastor said on Sunday, which was we write our blessings in the sand and carve our trials in the stone or something like that. Just kind of thinking about, okay, so how in this next year can I make sure that I'm remembering the good things and letting go of the bad things?
It's been another episode of If That Makes Sense, and coming up the end of this May, this show will be taking its first ever break, and we'll be coming back with a fresh new season for you in the fall of 2021. But until then, we've still got five episodes left before our first break, the end of this May. If you enjoyed what you heard today and you haven't done so yet, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really appreciate this content, we would be so glad if you considered making a gift to Family Life. That's the organization that makes this podcast possible and so many other creative ministry outreaches. You can do that at fln.org give. And don't forget to check out the other Family Life original podcasts like Therese Talk, a short-form podcast where Therese Maine shares help for women to better serve their families and community. You can find that one and other Family Life original podcasts at fln.org podcast. And they're all available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us, and we hope to chat with you in the next one.